Hello, this is Grad School Grad, a podcast about public policy and international relations graduate programs in the United States. So this is going to be the last episode uh, for this season. And I thought I would end this season on something a little bit spicy and also a little bit, I don't want to call it fun, but interesting out there. And so I thought it'd be good to end it with an episode about the studs and duds from policy grad school. So thinking about looking back as alumni and what are some trends of how people ended up in terms of if they were stud, basically being the pride of the class, well-spoken by peers and professionally successful, or were they duds? Um, those who ended up professionally struggling and a lot of times having Peter Pan syndrome, not really still not knowing what they want to be when they grow up and generally not well respected by peers. Um, So I want to say this without coming off as judgmental. I realize at a certain extent I'm passing um, an assessment, but I think it's, you could be decently objective uh, about general career progression and respectability vis-a-vis indicators and trends. So um, I want to talk, I want to highlight that I could talk about this coherently, having not only been an MPP uh, graduate myself, but I, I would say the trends that are true for my policy grad school classmates are very much true for all policy alumni that I have, or most policy alumni that I've encountered and had this conversation of, uh, you know, their policy school experience, the alumni that they came out with. All right, let's start this with a positive note. Who were, what are the trends with the studs? The, like I said, the pride of the class, uh, the one well-respected by peers and who succeed professionally. Um, I would say the, the interesting thing about the studs is that they actually came from different backgrounds and policy area interests. Um, so, just because you went from an Ivy League school doesn't mean guaranteed that you were a stud. Just because you went to a state school or lower ranked state school um, doesn't mean uh, you were you're uh, less capable of being a stud. Actually, I would say one of the biggest studs I know went to uh, community college and worked his way up and became one of the rock stars uh, since policy school and at policy school. Um. Now, that being said, I do see some trends of traits, uh, background, and character qualities that tend to make people uh, studs as policy grad school alums. So, uh, first is those who come from a strong foundation for networking. And this could be anything from uh, Greek life for those who went to school in the U.S., so being part of a sorority or fraternity. Uh, having done prior social activities, uh, being like a social planner, uh, being involved in team sports, or other activities that were collaborative um, or involved a lot of collaboration, but at the same time getting something done as a team. So someone who uh, worked at an editor school newspaper in college. So I think this is just very simple to understand is that a good chunk of uh, policy work, technical or non-technical, is about getting along with people and being able to work out, understand organizations and how to move people together and just win influence and friends. And those who have a good foundation for it tend to, tend to do well and uh, t- tend to master their environment. 
I think uh, for number two highlights where school matters, which is though those who are studs tend to have a strong angle in terms of either technical or policy or knowledge, uh, being excellent at it, at it. Sometimes it's data, sometimes it's policy or knowledge, but they have some uh, either skills or knowledge base that serves as a strong foundation, which makes them invaluable um, in their profession or job market at large. Um, when it comes to demeanor of the studs, a lot sometimes I'll see them uh, brag about the work that they're passionate with, but very rarely uh, will they ever brag about themselves. A lot of times um, it's bragging about their team, but they don't say brag about them, uh, themselves or their individualness or how great they are individually. I think that's understandable because you know, policy is not a place where self-bragging goes far. Um, a lot about policy work is team activity. Even if you are like an individual contributor, data analyst, your data is going towards a team product, team production. And then lastly, I would say the studs are people who were very well respected as strong teammates in policy grad school. These were people that you wanted on your uh, group project. Um, again, this goes to pleasantness to work, to work with. Those who are likable and pleasant to work with and just tend to do better. All right, duds. The professionally struggling, the often struggling Peter Pan syndrome and you know, not just struggling to grow up, so to speak, and essentially not, not well-respected by peers. So I say the biggest trend were those who, uh, or indicator of this, uh, are those who brag about their life advantage. Uh, and I think there's two very clear points of bragging that come to mind. Uh, first off were those people who bragged openly and vociferously about coming from a wealthy family. Um, first of all, yes, I realize I went to policy grad school with some who come from wealth. That's totally fine. Um, and, and a lot of them have come and done great things. But every now and then, you'll meet people who come from a really wealthy family and wants to make sure people know that they come from a wealthy family that will get their back, gives them the influence support they need. Um, what I see a lot of times is that, uh, sure, yeah, when that happens, um, they people who have that have that mentality kind of like becomes too comfortable with the luxuries of their wealthy family. So in one instance, I knew someone who who leaned on the, the person's family for pretty much every single job ever had and used that family wealth to have luxurious vacations, amazing uh, academic experiences. But because the person leaned on family wealth, family connections, operating outside that, like, like for example, policy grad school became a struggle. Um, so yeah, you know, when someone's so absorbed with their past family situation, it's, I've seen that it's hard to think about uh, life beyond it. And so in having that mentality of just thinking about that man, it's become problematic. Another thing, thing that comes to mind that I saw some people brag about in policy school, and for both men and women I want to highlight, is brag about how good-looking they were and how their looks would get them far in life and... That was a sentiment that they were more like excuse. They didn't necessarily have to work as hard. Um, this is a conversation I had quite a few times with a few people. 
and uh, yeah, and there were there'd be some people who told me point blank that look, I I look amazing, you know, I have great genes, and so I'm going to do this, just get a degree and graduate. But after this, uh, my looks will move me far. So again, I think this becomes a false premise because I think there's been lots of research done that shows that better looking people do have some advantages professionally. But with this level of shallowness, what I see a lot of times is people eventually see through through that and looks aren't results, works aren't professional uh, movement necessarily. And work looks in and of themselves don't uh, create a positive experience working with others in, in a, for example, policy environment. Um, the second indicator duds are what I call stealth vampires. So these are people that come to a group and basically suck the blood out of the group conversation, um, usually by talking about things that are boring or everything generally knows. So these are the classmates who I still occasionally see as alumni who go to a social event and they talk about something that happened two weeks ago, three weeks ago, massively publicized, like it's the latest and coolest thing that everyone needs to hear her podium speech about. Um, and again, it might oftentimes stuff no one else is interested in, but they just keep on going and going and talking and just drain the energy from the group. And I don't know what it is, but there is are a few alums who are like that. Uh, I think it's just feeling the need to be smart, uh, but it becomes draining. And when you have that mentality of always needing to feel like you're the smartest person in the room, not necessarily being the smartest person in the room, People realize that it's off-putting and it becomes a barrier to going places. Um, then there are the people that no one wants to work with. Um, because policy school, um, maybe not, I wouldn't say all, but I would say the vast majority of policy schools I hear about don't really have the structures out there to um, incentivize people to be good teammates. So things like peer, peer reviews mean a huge difference in your grade um, aren't really something practiced in policy schools. They're usually too nice for that. Um, so there are lots of instances about essentially bad teammates gone unpunished. Uh, I mean, I heard stories about where an entire team talked to a professor to revolt against a, a bad teammate in policy school. And a professor says, well, too bad. And I'm thinking my policy school. I'm sure hopefully other policy schools do, do have do something about it. Um, but but people remember who the bad teammates are. And I know I I'm just thinking of someone who shall we say professionally struggle to find a job because um, if they went to a place where they had classmates that went there, their classmates would tell the hiring manager be like, "Hey, I don't want to work this person working in our organization," and it became a barrier. Um, then an indicator would be someone who might be really smart technically, but struggles to network because they just don't get it. Um, you know, usually when I say this, they're like, oh, are you talking about international students? No. I would say most international students figure out networking in America sooner or later. But this most often is actually the Americans who, I guess, uh, are just so confident because they're from America, but for whatever reason, they still don't get that. There's art to networking and they haven't figured it out yet. 
so another indicator which I think is interesting uh, among the alumni, and actually I'm beginning to see more and more of as I uh, further away from policy grad school graduation, are the people who have two main degrees, but the professional story doesn't make sense. Um, I know someone can easily say, I'm of this. Um, I fit in this category. I have a very interesting graduate story myself, but I, what I'm really trying to uh, highlight here are the people, the alumni I know who, for example, graduate from policy school, uh, struggle to maintain a job uh, for more than a year, um, and then because of a high GPA in grad school or undergrad, um, they managed to use another grad program as kind of like a fallback uh, to spend a few years to figure out what they want to do with the rest of their lives. You know, it's not it's not someone who like has a planned uh, professional goal or ambition. It's people who very clearly just still know what they want to do in life and just keep on going to grad schools one after another. Like, I, again, I'm not talking about people who do grad school right, right after another consecutively. I'm talking about people who graduate from grad school uh, a year or so, can't keep a job, or they spend a few years wandering from job to job because they can't hold the job down and then going back to grad school. That does happen. Um, so, yeah, that's an indicator that grad school is just a crutch to take a break and not really put, get their lives in order. Um, then lastly, I would say an indicator of a dud are... Um, the alumni I know who talk a big game about the political passions they're in, and, and we all have political passions, that's great, but will not lift a single finger to make an impact. So uh, I'm just thinking about thinking about this, the environmental people, environmental policy people who you know, was all about environmental policy, this and that, um, but via their work or daily life existence. I'm not talking about like everyday life conveniences, but uh, simple things. They acknowledge that they don't care about um, it, green energy. They acknowledge that they don't care in their personal lives about contributing to global warming. I mean, sure, everyone can do whatever they want, but still having an open defiance about like, not my problem, but I still care about this. Um, believe it or not, this happens a bit uh, in policy school. Um, so, I mean, at some points, it's understandable because, you know, there's much to be said about personal convenience, but just openly define their political passions. It's amusing to me. Uh, what I want to wrap up with is usually uh, the, the duds and studs that I describe them are not necessarily the ones recognized by the school. They're duds and studs. Um, I've seen policy schools completely ignore top studs uh, from their from their alumni base because they're not in the policy area that they're excited about, or um, they might be having a career that's not exactly policy related. So the policy school doesn't want like champion things that don't really reflect well upon themselves. On the flip side, sometimes I see the policy schools championing their duds in uh, print or social media, um, maybe because of anything from good looks to having uh maybe having really good uh stats on paper but um again when you dig deeper uh there's a lot to be said about how people are as people how they progress are in are these the people that you want to look up towards sometimes the schools get them right but 
I often shockingly see, seen at least my policy grad program, uh, they champion the students who, uh, shall we say, just uh, are, are appealing on the surface and they don't think about it beyond the superficial. All right. Well, hope this is helpful. Thank you very much and hope you enjoyed the season. Uh, next season will be about preparing for policy grad school. And, oh, policy grad school and international relations graduate programs. Just both.